This is the OMFL. You can't touch this. And you're in the mix with a kind of real name. Here's another OMFL production. Pass Live, your weekly podcast show for the OMFL. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I am your host, Kind of Real Nate, and with me, as always, my two buddies, Mr. Maniac and Mr. D. Wayne. Good morning, fellas. How you doing on a Saturday morning? It's good on my end. Got my first taste of coffee and ready to go. Doing wonderful. Coffee would be uh, as I yawn. It's a lake. <laughs> The coffee would have been good, uh, but yeah, I was much too lazy this morning after uh, allowing the PUBG um, the PUBG addiction to kind of take me take me over <laughs> last night. Uh, enjoying some some gaming before I leave for Chicago. So let's jump right into it, man. It is week number ten here in the OMFL, and I cannot believe it. it seems like yesterday. We had just drafted, but man, we're already way deep into our season in season 82 here. Let's do a little two-minute drill. Your favorite game from weeks, uh, what are we on weeks? Seven, eight, or nine? That's right. So three weeks to choose from. Your favorite game, we're going to go D-Wayne and then Maniac. Well, D-Wayne, what was your favorite game for week number seven or eight uh, or nine? <laughs> but my game is in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's week eight. It's the Redskins versus the Ravens. A game that I thought was really intriguing because you got two very similar, you know, playing styles, teams that want to kind of run it, want to grind it out, uh, play good defense. And two teams that, you know, I think as I can't speak for everybody, but I think all, all of us have pretty high expectations for, you know, the Ravens and the Redskins. And, and they've just been plugging away. And they both play in tough divisions. And this season, they've both uh, – Found it worked and it's working for them so far. Uh, the Redskins come out of this game with a 22-21 win. Uh, Cam, New uh, Cam Newton leads the way for the Redskins. But if you go through their stats, the, the Red, it, it's very uncharacteristic for the Redskins, especially to win a game when they only like, give up. They only have 33 yards rushing and 268 yards passing. Uh, they were only 29% on first down or third down. Uh, they had one turnover to two takeaways. Uh, it's a very uncharacteristic game, especially when you actually like, see, see the winner here, and it just doesn't look like the stats work real well for this team. Uh, but somehow they win this game 22-21. was a fun game to watch. Uh, the Ravens, 270 yards pass. I mean, 140 yards passing and 170 yards rushing. That just fits what he's been doing all season. He's been grinding it out with that uh, duo of running backs and uh, with Jackson leading the way back there. Uh, Cam Newton, 275 yards on – think what did you say about 65 percent pass and two touchdowns the interception the running game which is what you know he just traded guys for uh miles garrett which i think was a game changer for him uh because garrett ended up winning this game for him getting a sack to seal this game but the running game hurt uh you look montgomery led the way with nine attempts 19 yards and then uh just a 
collaboration of the next five guys, 10 rushes for like 22 yards. Uh, so it wasn't a great running game for Dawson. Uh, he did have Klein and Coleman with over 100 yards each. You go down defensively, like I said, we just spoke on Garrett having a sack and a forced fumble that, that sealed this game. Uh, you go over to the Ravens, and I, like I said, I know he's still figuring stuff out with Lamar Jackson. He doesn't uh, run Lamar Jackson like I would. Shoot, I've run Carson Wentz and Colt. Uh, I mean, uh, Andrew Luck, like they were Michael Vick, and he's very conservative with Lamar Jackson. Uh, but he had 166 yards passing, um, three rushes for Lloyd, 27 yards, two touchdowns. Golden had 18 rushes, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Jackson, 26 yards rushing. Marlon Mack, 30 yards rushing. He's got a vaunted running attack. Uh, if you just like say, you look at statistics here, you, you just think he wins this game running away just by the fact he runs the ball so well. Uh, you go down there, he's got Samuel and Golden, who are two speedsters, about 89 yards and 60 yards, respectively. Uh, defensively, Hall comes away with the interception after coming over from the Texans this year. And this is just a fun game to watch for me because you got one team, two teams trying to run the ball, one team that ran the ball really well. And then you got Dawson, who kind of had to come out of his comfort zone and throw for almost 300 yards with Newton. It's a big win for the Redskins because every game counts in the NFC East. And it's a tough one for the Ravens, like I said, because he falls to 6-2. and two. Actually, I think it was 5-2 and two after this win on this given week. Uh, but he's trying to take that division from Sensiburg and trying to make his mark on the AFC. And this was just a fun game to watch. Like I said, two owners that we really like and a, a one-point game. You really can't ask for a much better game than this one. Good morning, Smash. Thanks for watching the show, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I think that um... – the Redskins are one of those tough teams, right? This was such a big win for them. I don't know why you trade away Geis and then you come out and, and have, you know, less than 40 right. yards rushing. Like, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a big uh, trade off for a defensive end. I just, um, I, look, it worked out this game, but you can right. see he's dropped his next two games. So that's a tough one that I'd love to hear. Um, Dawson's, uh, you know, thought process when he is back on the show. The Ravens, on the other hand, they've really figured out this run game. There's been five five people in this game that carried the game. Lloyd, uh, Golden, Jackson, Mack, and Richard. So a lot of people touching the ball over there. He's trying to stay super efficient with Jackson, uh, which, you know, kept him in this game with no turnovers, but also no... Uh, touchdowns either where on the other side cam actually played really well with the two touchdowns and one interception so just an instant classic game i hope those guys submit it because that's a really good close game between two teams that we all are kind of expecting to push for at least a wild card at minimum but definitely be deep into the playoffs as we move into season 82 playoffs mr maniac what was your favorite game from week six seven eight or nine well, I'm going to be uh, looking at the Ravens and Giants game from week number nine. Uh, both teams came in basically with uh, similar records. Uh, both also have kind of like similar uh, offensive styles. Uh, but I, I th coming into this game, I thought the Giants could have the edge, especially the way he's been running with Barkley. Um, but that wasn't the case in this game. Uh, I mean, the Ravens come in, come into town and just seem like they – really dominated the game from what I, I got to watch. Uh, the score doesn't really even reflect the domination that was in that game. It ended up being 38-24 to 24, uh, Ravens. Um, and then I started looking at the stats. Uh, the passing yards allowed, uh, which a lot of it was probably uh, uh, the back end of the game in, in the fourth quarter, a lot of passing yards given up by the Ravens, but they gave up 
318 uh, passing yards to uh, the, I believe it's a rookie quarterback, Leach, uh, for the Giants. Um, the Giants only allowed 120 yards passing. But uh, the big stat that really stood out was that uh, Barkley only had 36 yards rushing in this game, which was insane uh, because the, the Giants had been running basically uh, over every defense so far this season I'd saw. Uh, I know when we were doing our fantasy, it was pretty much Barkley was the pick for a running back pretty much every, for everybody uh, looking into that. Uh, but what happened was the the Ravens defense just completely shut him down, though, and made him one-dimensional. And it could you could see that in the actual turnovers uh, that was given up by the Giants. He had five turnovers that came. And that was just a complete domination of that defense by the Ravens. Uh, one of the other uh, things that I really think was was big, and, and I know it's not like as tremendously big as it would be in real life, but the Giants had four penalties. The, the Ravens didn't have any. Uh, Jackson was, wasn't spectacular, but he was efficient. Seven of 14 for 120 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Golden was the leading rusher. Uh, with 22 rushes for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but just efficient and took care of the ball. And then with the Giants, uh, with Leach, you know, he had the the big passing yard game. But, again, he threw the four interceptions. And in this league, if you're turning the ball over, it's going to cost you in the long run. Yeah, the, the Ravens, man, are the red-hot team right now. They're all the rage to talk about and to, to be about here in the OMFL. And I think it's just because Maggie's such a likable guy and he's really tried to rebuild this team and learn how to play. Um, it's shockingly enough, if I have this right, Maggie has never played in a CFM before. And I'm actually joined this community to be a part of our wrestling league. He's a, he's a big part of our wrestling league. And then got turned on to Madden and just started learning the rules. And now he's an OMFL2 board member and a, a staple here. Uh, we, we, I don't know what this place would be like with, without his personality. So, um, it, it, you know, he, it, a lot of guys pull for him, right? And then Pepper really has figured things out this year. It, he's got that running game going. But you're going to have these games whenever you have a rookie quarterback. You know, the four interceptions hurt him. He was 19 of 33, so he definitely got away from the run game because this game kind of got out of hand because of the turnovers. Um, and and that's, those types of games happen whenever you're starting a rookie quarterback. But, again, another big win here in back-to-back -back weeks for the Baltimore Ravens. And then, spoiler alert, I don't want to let spoilers out on something that's already uploaded on Daddy Leagues, but... He comes away with another big win this week, if I'm not mistaken, against the Bengals. And so uh, the Ravens really are the hot team right now, and they are uh, a team that we're going to talk about just a, a little bit later because um, there's a lot of potential there. Let's talk about something that kind of happened yesterday. So I'm not going to give the entire backstory because I did do it on the video yesterday, but Dwayne and I took some time out to do – an FPR video. We've got a couple guys who uh, seem a little frustrated with the FPR and they're trying to figure some things out. And so I figured let's do a live video where Dwayne and I, and 
we were trying to have Dawson and Maniac and it just didn't work out with people's time but let's do a live video let's get some people on there and let's just watch and talk about what we see and uh, right before that I had a guy send in some timestamps and so it was a great way to show an example of timestamps and, and to actually go back and look at those timestamps and show what we agreed with and what we didn't agree with and then there's just some gray areas there always will be and and um, as a league I think we try to show real uh, flexibility in that gray area and and give as much freedom as we possibly can and so Dwayne and I had some really good conversations but out of that came the fact that we realized uh, and I got the same message I think from half the league I think everybody thought we and maybe we did and then and then our buddy changed the rules whenever he was here. Uh, we had a guy that helped us, you know, quote-unquote, clean up our rules, but ended up changing a bunch of stuff. Uh, but maybe uh, we didn't ban all coach-aggressive adjustments and that we had just banned the uh, coach-aggressive adjustment on the defensive line. So after watching some videos yesterday, the board kind of voted, and I think unanimous, unanimously, easy for me to say, uh, <laughs> voted for the banning of all coach adjustments uh, for our aggressive. So we did. We, we banned that. And I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts about banning all aggressive coach adjustments on both offense and defense? Um, I, I, you know, especially after you, you know, you kind of broke it down yesterday about the aggressive catch and, uh, and I'm kind of one of the ones that I thought everything aggressive was banned. Um, like I said, that's, that's just a misread on my part. Um, uh, but I have no problem with it. I, I think, uh, kind of like you said yesterday was the way some of our sliders are set, uh, the way things we have set up here, I think it, the, the aggressive would take advantage of it or has been taking advantage of it. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't blame. I don't. I'm not trying to throw it out there and say that anybody did it on purpose, knowing that it was gonna, you know, give them an unfair advantage. Uh, but I think it, it will kind of even, even it back out. Um, I'm all for it. Like I said, uh, I, I think it'll, it'll work itself out. Expect, especially on the receiving part. You know, we, we talked about it yesterday about the aggressive catch, and um, I think that that speaks for itself. Like I said, our sliders are set to help the catching already, and the aggressive catching just brings it over the top. And we talked about our defense a long time ago. That's why, like I said, I, I thought on the defensive side of the ball, it was it was already done because we, we've seen what aggressive rush can do. We've seen what, you know, aggressive tackling, aggressive stripping, and stuff like that um, can do. And so I, I think it's just a good thing for us to just go ahead and just make it easy on everybody and just, just ban all of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm agrees with that because, I mean, aggressive coaching adjustments and, and like, you know, we've, we've – practice and 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 you know tested so so many different times and i don't know how many times and how many hours we put in testing all this a lot junk <laughs> and it just always seems like the aggressive stuff would just end up throwing everything into a whack and and you know it just you could just tell that it was an obvious advantage <laughs> Uh, for, for the side of the ball that would be putting it uh to the aggressive side so uh I think it's good. I, I, I'm glad it got cleared up because, you know, I, I think I too also saw that it was uh, only for the certain one and, and I would rarely ever use it, but I think I, I did use it a couple times, like uh, in certain situations and stuff. But uh, I actually have uh, uh, 
maybe somebody might need uh, clearing up to also uh, on the passing uh, defensive side when you're you're telling your cornerbacks it doesn't actually say aggressive now are we just are we going to not allow them to play play ball per se because that uh-huh. is no, you guys can still either play ball or play player. Um, yeah, I haven't really seen anything wrong with that, and I don't think it works the same as aggressive, as well as like uh, the matchups, like how you want to do the matchups. Um, so I think as, as for right now, that's fine. It's just the aggressive settings, I think, is, is going to be the issue, at least from the testing that you and I have done. I've seen it to become an issue. Okay. Well, that, that that kind of cleared up that part on my part. And maybe somebody else was thinking, you know, well, you know, maybe I can't do that because it's going to put the uh, def- defensive backs into aggressive mode to catch every every pass. So, um, anyway, but yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I think it it's definitely going to help uh, channel our league in the right direction. Yeah, I think the reason it works for us here is because we've set all DBs to. Um, uh, balanced or whatever yeah I think it's balanced um, play ball trade and so every DB in the league will play the same um, whereas with receivers with the aggressive catch uh, not every trade is the same really the only ones that they have is catch sideline catch and then run after catch and then all the other trades are actually really different for every receiver so um, I don't know what well, for right now I, I think it's fine and, and I haven't seen it to become uh, an issue long term and yeah it I think I said in my piece yesterday with Dwayne, it was an hour and 40 minutes, so it was definitely way longer than I, I thought it was going to be. But um, I, I've had some pretty positive feedback. The only one slightly negative thing that I've seen, and um, I, I semi-expect because I've seen it happen before, right, is it seemed like uh, Cincy Bird um, kind of snapped back to the other extreme of um, instead of maybe struggling with just a couple of small things to now kind of completely shutting down his offense and, and not playing a normal Cincy Bird game. Um, and that happens sometimes. It's kind of whether it's, you know, subconsciously where guys are frustrated, you know, and they feel like they're being singled out or picked on or whether it's just like a real – I don't know what I'm allowed to and not to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Um, and hopefully he'll, he'll find an opportunity and a way to settle back in. And um, you know, I, he and I have had some really great constructive conversations, and so I do have faith that he. And I even told him last night, like the object of the video yesterday. There's nobody here that I think is so bad they need to be booted, or I would just do that. Um, it's just to fix some small minor things that, that we need to work on. And uh, he said he was going to blow up his playbook. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know, to blow up your playbook and go find um, some better plays and, and maybe stay away from those close and bunch formations. So we'll see how things are going to go. But I really do think that it will settle, you know, in, in a nice middle ground. And and though Cincyberg may be slightly upset with us, hopefully this next segment will make him a little bit happier. Let's talk about his quarterback, Mr. Marcus Mariota. My question I'm going to throw out to you is, he the midseason MVP so far in season 82? Yeah, I think that right now, 
even with his down game he had last night, he's still, I mean, by far your your MVP through this season. You're talking about 2,800 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, the only 17 or seven interceptions with 100, almost 126 QB rating uh, for arguably one of the most dangerous teams in the league. Uh, I, I think it's really hard pressed to go against that. Uh, he came into this last game on a seven touchdown, one interception run the last three games, averaging almost 300 yards a game. Uh, and, and, and about 74% passing. Uh, and I, I'll add that to his, his thing. He's throwing 70% of the season. Uh, he's just really scary with him. He runs – he don't really – I mean, I, I'm really shocked he don't run the ball more with Mariota. Uh, just knowing Mariota's speed, but, you know, since he's never had to, he, he really does diagnose and pick apart a, a defense really well. Um, I, I think you have to give the nod to him. I think a lot of guys this season have, have kind of had trouble um, – <laughs> I guess you say uh, keeping the passes away from the opponents too, um, because like I said, you go down the list. There's only about six guys that have less than ten interceptions on the season right now, and uh, I think the closest one rating wise, uh, it won't even let me sort like that. But I, I can't remember who it would be. Uh, probably about ten points lower. Uh, you just have to look at Mariota and what he does for the like I said, the most explosive offense in the league, and he leads the way. Uh, I think it's going to keep continue to be like that. I know he had a down game last night. I think it'll keep going that way. Uh, he's just dangerous for Mariota. I think everybody knew when he got Mariota he would be dangerous with him. Um, but I'd have to give him the nod right now um, as the MVP. And like I said, he's, the, he's just the most dominant quarterback on the most dominant offensive team in the league. So I think that just kind of speaks for itself. I'm, I'm, I'm saying for his, the, the midseason, definitely Mariota has to be – uh, the MVP of the midseason, but I, I'm kind of actually leaning towards, and, and maybe this is just the the simple fact of how I, I look at how I approach a game and stuff. Uh, I I want to say that uh, you're looking at the rookie of the year offense of player uh, more than likely is going to be Joey Joey Martin, but I also think he's going to be pushing for. Uh, the OMFL MVP award. Uh, but definitely at this point, Mariota uh, for the midseason, he is definitely, I think, the MVP because, I mean, you're looking at how difficult it is to pass this league right now with with the with, with the way things are set. I mean, it, it, is, it is hard, but you got a guy like Mariota who has uh, almost 3,000 yards passing, uh, 17 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So he's he's definitely uh, knows how to take care of the ball. Uh, he gets rid of the ball quick because um, he's he's not you know giving up a whole lot of sacks, 27 sacks. But uh, I mean, you see guys that's got way more than that right. uh, down that down that list and stuff. So you know he's he's quick with decision making, and but it, but the biggest thing is he take care of the ball, and you know and, and he moves his team in in a position to win. So. Uh, I definitely go with Mariota at this point, but in the long run, we're going to have to see what happens with uh, him, between him and, and Martin of uh, the Seahawks. Yeah, man, this Martin kid has really come out of nowhere in the last couple of weeks. I mean, 1,168 rushing yards. That just literally looked four days ago, and he wasn't even in the top five. So evidently he's had some really big games here. And as I said, I think on the last Press Pass Live, those teams that we know are really, really good that maybe had a rough start to their season, they're turning it on. Seattle, uh, Denver, Tennessee, San Francisco, 
these are really, really good teams that are starting to turn it on and, and hit their stride. I do agree with you guys. I think Marcus Mariota is the offensive MVP so far this season, and the MVP is in the in the league as a whole. Um, the the surprising thing is he doesn't really run with him whole much. You know, I think his top carries were in week three. He had three carries for 24 yards. Um, and he is not Lamar Jackson, but he could be a Lamar Jackson type player where he's getting four to five carries per game and really burning defenses that try to do that whole, you know, zone concept where they really just try to, to you know, play a lot of zone, especially on third down. And Marcus can come out on a big third down and burn them. But, he, you know, he doesn't really run much at all he's got six yards in his last game one yard before that negative two before that six before that 17 before that seven before i mean he's high on the league on the year is 24 yards um so it really doesn't run very much he had a really rough game last week we talked about that a little bit very unmarcus mariota like only 56.3 completion percentage 164 yards um three interceptions and so he just didn't play like his normal self um or two interceptions sorry in six sacks uh, so that's not very marcus mariota like but so far he's been lights out for the cincinnati Bengals, and he's played really really good football so it'll be interesting to see uh exactly how he can turn this around as he tries to refigure out his offense in the middle of the season which can be tough um, but I know that Cincy Bird will, again, find a, a happy middle ground and, and be able to, to find something that works for him. Let's do something a little different. Uh, we're going to do a little word association. We always use these on our hot seat, but I wanted to implement this on Press Pass Live. Let's do a little word association. Uh, this will be quick fire. Just give me your thoughts. And let's start out with the NFC East. What comes to mind when you hear the NFC East? Uh <laughs> put me on the spot uh grinder we'll go with grinder because all these teams are just trying to grind and, and and pull away from each other but nobody wants to and they're just all kind of grinding together at six and two six and three um so grinder is my word for the nfc east uh i i say beast uh because <laughs> kind, of, kind, of, kind of i know it rhymes and and you know that's kind of quirky and stuff but uh <laughs> But I mean, like just like Dwayne said, it's it's such a thick battle in the NFC East. So I mean, they're all beasting, trying to get in the playoffs. And and <laughs> mark mark my words, I, I think possibly uh, three come out of this division. Uh, definitely two for sure. Yeah, I, I think that the thing that comes to mind is just tough, right? This is tough football. Uh, this is old school football. A lot of running games in, in this division. Two teams in the Redskins and Cowboys who are trying to refigure out that running game situation. But good defense. Um, the poor Eagles have, have had a rough season. Not normally like him. Only seven points for him and giving up 26 points. And so a really, really tough division of um, three teams that are really, really going to battle it out to the very bitter end. Next word I'm going to throw at you is the AFC wild card. What comes to mind whenever you hear AFC wild card? Um, I'm going to say car wreck, crashing because everybody's right there jumbled up together. Um, everybody's within two games of each other. 
uh, you got the Ravens at five, all the way down to the Broncos at, at I guess you said the tenth spot. Well, all within two games. I know Kevin won last night, so he kind of separated himself a little bit. Probably puts himself above the Patriots for that division lead. Uh, but I'm just gonna call a car wreck. It's like all of them are jumping up there together. Uh, anybody can come out at any given time. Uh, I think it's gonna be a fun, fun race towards the end of the season, right there. Uh, what comes to mind for me is dogfight. I mean, it's just there's it's just a huge pound in there right now. I mean, everybody's just fighting, scrapping, uh, trying to get these wild card and spots and division races. I mean, it, it's just you know you see the the leaderboards ex- except for probably like Indianapolis. I mean, the leaderboards on the uh, on the AFC playoff race. And next week it could be a total different view of who's up there in that leaderboard. So it's it's definitely a dogfight over there in the AFC West. That confusing is the word that comes to mind. I mean, Baltimore <laughs> Ravens are one of the hottest teams in the league, and yet he's sitting at the fifth seed. The Miami Dolphins are seven and two. They're sitting at the sixth seed. Then you got some really good teams: the Jets, the Titans, the Broncos, and the Browns, who've even you know gotten on a little bit of a streak here. Um, just confusing, like who's actually going to get in. And if you look at the playoffs right now, outside of the Chargers, every team is a two-loss team. You're talking about seven and one Colts, seven and two Bengals, six and two Patriots, six and two Ravens, seven and two Dolphins. Do you know how pissed off I'd be if I was seven and two right now and sixth seed in the AFC? I mean, I'm <laughs> seven and two at my Saints and by some miracle of God, and I got the number one seed over in the NFC. Seven and two in the AFC gets you the number six seed. It's just crazy. Um, how that's going to work out. So confusing is my word. All right, next one I'm going to throw at you, Mr. D. Wayne, is the Baltimore Ravens. What comes to mind when you hear the Baltimore Ravens? Nipple-tastic. Um, I think he – okay, I can't even say that with a straight face. Uh, I think – I don't know. When it comes to him, honestly, I think run game. Everything run game. Uh, he's a defensive run stopper. And on offense, he's, he just runs the rock. Uh, he, he he has found out how to work on both sides of the ball run game, and I think that's a recipe for success. And I think that's a lot to do with him, why he's succeeding right now. I think he's figured out to run the ball first and then stop the ball on defense, and he does it great, and he's going to get a big test this week. Uh, but he did, like I said, we, we talked earlier about him playing uh, – uh, the Giants last week, um, Barkley had 25 or 30 yards in the first quarter and he ended up with like 30 yards. So the Ravens locked down probably the best running back in the league. And um, like I said, when you're number one rush team and you're the number one rush defense in the league, you get tested every week. Yeah, uh, how funny is it that we both came up with the same word? <laughs> uh, tastic was what I, what I came up with, but... Uh, the Baltimore Ravens has been nipping and tucking all the way down the field the whole season long with a running attack. And and on top of that, their defense is just smothering the opponents. Uh, if you watch any of his games and stuff, the defense is just flying all over that field. And there is just no running room whatsoever versus that defense. I, I, I don't know. It, it's just it's fantastic, niptastic, whatever he's doing over there. The Puerto Rican nightmare knows that I love him with my entire heart, but the (laughs) word that comes to mind is smoke and mirrors. Uh, I just don't think that the the passing game is there. Only four passing touchdowns on the season. Um, The rushing game is clearly there. He definitely has that figured out. 
But when you get in the playoffs and you, you start facing some of these really tough teams, look, even in his own division, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers, these teams know how to play defense. You're going to have to pass the ball. You're going to play some of these teams that are going to completely shut down the run. They're going to stack the box. They're going to send the blitzes. They're going to play middle linebacker. They're going to find the gaps. They're going to figure out a way to stop your run. You're going to have those games where you have to put the ball in your quarterback's hand and you have to go make a play. You have to go make a throw. You're going to have to make a, th a tight throw to the sideline against a cover two or cover six or cover nine. You're going to have to make a tight throw to a post route in the middle of two safeties. I don't know that Lamar Jackson can do that. And yes, I love the feel-good story of 6-2. and two. He was on Twitter saying he just needs one more win to tie his best record ever. I love it. I love his passion. I love that we have another new team that is in the hunt. But we just talked about how 7-2 and two gets you the number 6 seed, the last seed possible in the playoffs in the AFC. And so I am going with smoke and mirrors. All right, let's talk about something that's only been brought up a couple of times and that we really haven't spent a lot of time on, but a little word association today, and that's the Buffalo Bills' new triple option offense. What comes to mind when you think about the Buffalo Bills' triple option offense? Hesitantly exciting because I, I really love watching him play. I've loved watching the option. Um, he's played it really well so far. Um, now, when I say his it's just because it hasn't translated to wins yet. And I think it goes a lot back to what you were saying about uh, the Ravens is that he just hasn't found out how to pass the ball yet to, to coincide with the option. And that's, you know, I know that realistically speaking, a lot of option teams run nothing but the option. Uh, well, you can't do that here. You got to be able to pass the ball with the option. And you look at Cole Christie, he's a uh, six touchdowns and 17 interceptions on the season so far. I think that's what's holding him back. His option runs has actually been pretty well. Abdullah is, you know, averaging – he's got 800 yards on five and a half yards of carry, seven touchdowns. The option's working for him, but like I said, that's where the hesitant comes in yet. He's got to be able to pass the ball to go along with the option to win. I love it. I, I've really enjoyed watching some of his games. Uh, it takes a lot of balls to run that option and toss the ball a lot like that. Uh, I've tried, and I've, I've really failed a couple times with the tosses. Um but it, it is very exciting to watch, and I'm really intrigued to see if he, you know, I know this season is kind of a project season. He's trying to work it in. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if he's going to stick with it and and critique it and get better because if Christie can throw the ball, if Christie can even, you know, just 50-50, you know, one-to-one -one internet, um, internet mm -hmm. uh, interception to touchdown ratio, I think he wins a lot more games. Well, of course, he, he has way more games he's got right now, but he would, he, he would, he would be, you know, four and four, four and five at this point at least. Yeah, I'm going to go with innovative. Uh, I I have to say, like, it is uh, definitely uh, something that uh, I would not want to do and build around and stuff, but to see the way he's actually implemented it and stuff is, is pretty amazing. Uh, if he can get that passing game going, like I said, uh, he's going to be he's going to be something to watch. I mean, I mean right now, he's, he's uh, rushing yards per game. He's fourth in the league with 135.6, and and that's beating out uh, a team like the Seattle Seahawks with Martin. So he's he's doing it kind of I guess by committee with his with his quarterback and with his running backs uh, with that uh, option attack and stuff. So it's very uh, innovative, and uh, I, I'm interested to see if he if he can actually get it to evolve a little bit more down down the road, maybe next season. 
and see where he goes with it. Uh, happy, because there's been no FPR crying about it, uh, which can be a thing sometimes when people see something they're not used to. I love the fact that he's, you know, his quarterback's not getting, you know, crazy amount of runs. He's keeping it very FPR. Um, my slight hesitation is I do, I love the fact that he has added some flavor to the league and that he's just not running the same, you know, formations that we talked about yesterday, the same style of offense that we've always seen. He's doing something different. He's doing something unique. Um, not unique in, in like real life, but unique in, in the Madden world, especially for CFM with, with rules like we have. Excuse me. So I like that he's added some flavor to the league and that he's, he's added some, some flair and, and it's just different. Uh, my concern is that what if he flips this around? What if he figures this out? And he's now 9-0 and running the option offense. Are we going to have guys crying that all of a sudden this 0-9 team, who's now 9-0, and is doing something underhanded, right? Is, is, it gonna, is the perception skewed because the guy has no wins and we all like Josh a lot? That's, that's my concern, and that's what I'm interested in seeing because guys like Dwayne have watched film and have no problem with what he's doing. Um, everybody that's played him has given good feedback, I think all fives. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see as this evolves, does people's perception of it evolve or is the perception skewed because right now he has no wins? Um, and that's only a question that can be answered long term. So that's the end of our little word association. I just did a little live refresh just to make sure uh, but yeah, we don't have any owner-submitted questions this week, which is a little disheartening after, I think we had five or six the last time that we did a press pass live, and um, that was really, really great. So that's going to take us to the end of our show here. Um, and before we get some final thoughts, let me tell you where you can go out and find us. Thanks for tuning in. we got four viewers right now. It's kind of been a little off and on. We're pretty early morning for a lot of people right now. Uh, but it, lots of really great content is coming out on the website. You can find that at grownfolksoc.com. Um, everything that you could want, six different Madden leagues, uh, a wrestling e-fed, a uh, FIFA golf team, which hasn't played in a while. I hope you guys fire that back up here soon. Uh, a, a golf association that's in their 13th season. Tons of shooters, so PUBG, um, Call of Duty, uh, I think there's some H1Z1 maybe still being played. I know that uh, Red Dead is still really, really hot, and a lot of people are playing that. Um, so there's lots and lots of options for content and things that you can see on there. Of course, you can find us on Twitter, Grown Folks OC. Go check out our Twitter page. Give us a follow. We'll follow you right back. Uh, we don't really care. We just like to uh, support what people are doing, and especially those who support us. And then our website, or our YouTube channel, I should say, so youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Grown Folks OC, or Grown Folks Online Community, I should say. Um, you can find us there. Um, our Twitter page has tons of different playlists. The OMFL playlist, the Madden franchise games. There's over a thousand Madden franchise games on that playlist. Um, the Grown Folks Wrestling, which has over 300 
shows that you can watch and, and videos that you can watch. Uh, the Grown Folks Golf Association has over 350. Um, there's tons and tons and tons and tons. The FIFA Club's got stuff up there. The PUBG's got stuff up there. Um, there's all kinds of really cool stuff. So go check us out. Give us a follow. We'll follow you right back. And then, of course, our Twitch is where I do most of our uh, gaming streaming just because I can do it in the 60 uh, frames um, high definition there or on Twitch. So give us a follow there. But tons of videos that you can watch there. Uh, mostly it's going to be my stuff, but we do auto-host. So uh, if you ever turn on our channel, a lot of times we auto-host uh, Everyone in the OMFL, a lot of the guys in the NBC that I know are, are staples there. Um, and then a lot of the guys that are like commissioners in the TFL, the AG, uh, around the gridiron, a ATG. Um, you can see right here we're hosting Bill. Um, so yeah, a lot of auto hosting is going to take place here. But go give us a follow there and we'll make sure that we give you a follow right back. So with that said, let's put a... A bow in the show and give you the rest of your Saturday morning back here. It's been a really good show, Dakota. Thanks for for tuning in. Poor Dakota had uh, a pretty large honeydew list, I think, today, so he wasn't able to join us. Uh, but put a bow in the show and, and let's take this thing home. Well, I think uh, you know we we've been you know fast at it all season. I think somebody brought it up the other day about us you know even through the holidays. I don't think we missed a beat scheduling. We didn't miss a beat with advances. Um, I think, you know, we always like disparity in the league. I think you got some teams up here right now that, that haven't been here before and some teams that are, are making a push. I mean, you look at somebody like the Jets, who who we know is a great owner, who's making a push this season. Uh, Kay is sitting at 500 trying to make a push. Uh, you go down there, the Cardinals and Mo is trying to make a push. It's interesting to see who our new Bucks owner is and, and see if he can keep carrying on uh, maniac success that he had with Tampa Bay. Uh, I think there's a lot of things to be excited for. Um, Man, I'm just ready to, to keep this season going and uh, see who this next champion is going to be. And speaking of that, I, I did get my trophy yesterday, Nate. I appreciate that. Well, you're going to have to to get us some pictures then. Hosting the hardware, <laughs> Mr. Dwayne. Yeah, the this uh, uh, the show was really great uh, today. I liked a, a lot of the uh, the talking points and uh, this season, uh, like Mr. Dwayne said that. It has just been chugging right along, and and uh, to see uh, teams up there that are, are at least in the position to fight that have, haven't been up there like the Ravens and stuff, deciding to see for the parity of the league and stuff, and and uh, just you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what how everything uh, pans out. Switched over to a new team now, and and uh, I hated kind of leaving you. Uh, the, the the south and stuff but uh i like my chiefs and i'm uh, gonna see if i can get them built up before this cycle's over with so go chiefs i was trying to quickly load into our, our red bubble because this is something i don't push nearly enough but their website uh seems to be uh, giving me a hard time to see if i can uh, pull it up right here in, in my um <clears throat> no it's not gonna hold on give me one quick second let's see what i can do here um, let's see if this pulls yes. it up. Um, but our red bubble here, and you can see some of the stuff here. I'm trying to find our page. Um, maybe it'll do it this way. Let's see. Yeah, there we go. Go back. Here we go. Here we go. 
Um, so we have a, a Redbubble. If you don't know what Redbubble is, Redbubble is a, a, a site where we can um, sell t-shirts. And so we have t-shirts for every league here. I need to put up some of the, the three new leagues that just joined. But every league that we play here, you can actually um, buy a t-shirt for us. So the LMFL, Grown Folks t-shirt, the wrestling, um, the FIFA team, NBC, TFL, the golf, H1Z1. I can even put up some new ones there. Um, that we're going to do, but you can buy you a t-shirt. It's, it's what a normal t-shirt will run you, so around, you know, 24, 25 bucks with shipping. Um, they're nice t-shirts. I'm actually wearing my OMFL black t-shirt right now, but you can get everything from Cups. I think Maniac, or no, uh, Dawson, I think has, uh, mm -hmm. uh, or D-Wayne, you. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is, right? You have a cup, don't you? Yes, I have a coffee cup. Yeah, a coffee cup. An OMFL coffee awesome. cup. Uh, I think Coach uh, uh, of the Bills has a, a phone case. You can get laptop skins. You can get pullovers. It's just a really cool site um, that if you want some gear for the OMFL, for any of the other leagues that you play in here, that you can get that gear um, for normal prices. And we actually get a little kickback. So whenever you buy something, we get a few dollars thrown our way. Um, and here soon we've had, uh, I think like six people over the past week and a half donate. So I'm actually going to do a t-shirt giveaway and, uh, everybody who's donated and anybody who does donate, uh, probably when I get back from Chicago, I'll give it like a three or four day, uh, little time period. Uh, we'll get entered into a drawing and we'll give away a t-shirt and get somebody out one of their t-shirts. It's just a, a neat thing that we have here that uh, I always forget to push, but I want to push it's been a great show, fellas. Uh, a little bit of a shorter show, just because I uh, wasn't, you know, guys were a little short-handed on the answers. No long-winded folks today, but um, <laughs> some good stuff. Really good stuff. We're in a good place as a league, and I think my closing remarks are that I say this almost every show, but we really are in a good place. Uh, so many leagues I see are either not full or always have like at least one or two open teams. Um, not you know uh, able to have a lot of help with content, and yet here in the grown folks community, a lot of the leagues are producing tons and tons of content. I mean, uh, there's four or five articles every single day that are coming out, um, so the, the content is there, and it's it's definitely there for you to go and, and read and, and stay on top of. I mean, all the content you see right here that just loaded up is happened in the last 48 hours so there's tons of really good content that's out there um, and the OMFL has never not been full we always have a waiting list of guys in the OMFL too who are excited about coming up uh, we just added a, a new guy unfortunately our Chiefs owner life kind of removed him and uh, you know the door is always open for him to return if life allows him uh, to but we're just in a good place and uh, that goes to uh, all of you guys and all that you uh, do as owners here and all that you bring to the table. And uh, here soon, um, the league crawler is going to announce their awards. And I know so many people here uh, took time to vote for us and vote for our community. So I'm excited to see what possible awards that we may win just because you guys put in the effort to actually help us vote. So I'm just super excited. We're in a good place even in, in what seems to be around the community a pretty down Madden 
a lot of leagues are, are, are not feeling this Madden and not in a good place, but yet our community and our Madden League is in a really, really good place, and I commend all the owners for that. So, D. Wayne, Mr. Maniac, thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday morning to be here for all the leadership here in the OMFL. I appreciate you guys tuning into our show. Hope that you have a good, blessed week. God bless. We'll see you next time. Peace. Go Cowboys. Later.